Hey everybody, welcome to the Disablest Report, official podcast of the Disablest Network. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about us and our organization, feel free to visit our website at disablest.org. If you'd like to sh- support the show for as little as a dollar a month, head on over to patreon.com backslash network where you'll get access to behind-the-scenes content, monthly updates, and other stuff you'll have to hop on over there to check out. If you want to help us but don't want to become a patron, you can click on the donate button on the website. Every little bit helps. I am joined by my co-host, Lou Rodriguez. Lou, what's going hey, down? I have evolved into a new form. Call me Homo Interruptus. <laughs> That's not a new form for you. <laughs> oh, we're advancing the species. That's one... it. We just sent it right over the edge. That's we awesome. haven't even started the show. We're advancing, we're advancing the, the world one diagnosis at a time. um so today we're uh we're asking the question do you ever wish you were normal um this is kind of an extension of a very 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 old episode um but we don't suck anymore (laughs) so uh, hopefully the the answer is yes yes yeah don't i wish that's it whatever that means all right we're in the show thank you exactly that's it thanks to our patrons (laughs) no but um you know it's it's uh we're a little bit better at this than we were at the beginning so i figured that this was a good uh time to revisit this topic um and also show originally uh, i don't don't even remember maybe i'm i'm not i'm not entirely sure but before we actually go into the uh subject proper we have a meme to review (laughs) um if you if everybody will look we will pop it on the screen um i will describe it for people who have visual impairment uh or if you're listening to the audio only version uh, it has two high school kids an able-bodied boy wearing a white suit holding uh the hand of a girl wearing a light pink dress in a red power wheelchair they're looking into each other's eyes longingly uh at the top uh, of the meme text it says he asked her to prom even in her condition exclamation point and then at the bottom is the text like and share equal sign respect so i know that i keep saying this hero i know that i keep saying this and i'm probably bludgeoning uh, a dead horse at this point but all of the most ableist memes are abhorrently grammatically incorrect and i just want to let that be indicative of the people who are creating these things you know i I don't know i mean i i do like some memes that are like uh like hot takes or what what do they call them like just really badly or poorly done hard you know like quickly and horribly put together i i i i kind of dig that but this one in, in particular is kind of fun. Yeah, and so it's interesting because, you know, using this meme, we can tie this episode into the rest of, I guess, this ongoing theme of inspiration porn that we've been uh, talking about for the last month or so, maybe even more than that. Jeez. Well, um, well I think I see here we go. I'm interrupting. But I, I think the meme, though, is funny in the sense that. um like it's also the same thing when you see someone who's fit dating someone who is heavy set hmm. and people feel like oh you know <laughs> you're being so charitable to hmm. that heavy set person how hmm. sweet of you what what a what a good guy you are or yeah. good gal yeah. you know <laughs> i will say too this this uh particular meme hits home for me because i think i've described on the show but my girlfriend and i when we're out this 
actively happens to us. Um, and I've had to convince her not to. Well, well go, it always happens to me from the other angle, though, because I'm so damn good looking that anytime <laughs> I'm around anybody, people are like, wow, look at that really handsome, dapper fellow with, with all these trolls around him. He, yeah. he is so charitable. Yeah, I think that's what people are thinking, right? Yeah, when they maybe, when they stare at me. Maybe I don't know because my point of reference is people look at me and they're like, "Freak?" Question <laughs> mark. Especially when you and I go out, it, Con- it is funny. We, contagious? So question for, mark. For some of the listeners out there or and viewers, sometimes I play like I'm Kyle's caregiver, and and I scold him, <laughs> childish, like like a like a second grade teacher yelling at at their students. Mm-hmm so that gets us good good uh good attention yeah especially in the restaurants yeah so uh so this idea of normalcy right it's this you know idea that everybody should seek to kind of aspire to all of the time regardless of if you're disabled if you're abled whatever that may be right um everybody should aspire to this but specifically in relation to disability because that is the overarching topic of this podcast um i would say that uh you know this is a trope that really hits near and dear to me like i said um, when I'm out and about with my girlfriend, these are things that people have actually come up to the two of us mm-hmm. to, yeah, yeah. to like point out, right? That she's a martyr or that they're kind of like grossed out that she's with me. Um, haven't had too many of those, but have had like one instance where they didn't say anything, but totally, totally got your point, dude. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. But the other thing is uh, in relation to the idea and, and Lou, I guess this is something that you probably don't have too much um, personal experiences with, but I get asked this all of the time, actually. Would you rather be able-bodied? And it's in reference to usually people that I don't really know that well. It's the same people who come up to me, and I won't know anything about them. And they'll, the bar will be packed full of people. And all of a sudden... This person zeroes in on me, which you have to search for me because I am definitely below eye level. And and they seek me out because they feel like, I don't know if it's that they want to feel better about themselves and they think that I'm going to be like a charity case and all of that kind of stuff. But they always come up to me and they think that they're asking me this profound question. And, and it's really just... Would you rather, you know, what would life be like if you were, if you had your arms? Because it's never about my legs for some reason. Do you imagine what life would be like? And the easy answer for that is I have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't have a reference point for any of this because I, I, I guess if, well, let's, let's throw I, them a little I, bit of a bone, right? Because I feel, I feel like people ask you or, or say to you, wow. I, it's good to see that you go out. Well, yeah, I feel that like too. that's the first thing they say. Then it leads in when they feel more comfortable around you or they've had a couple of drinks in them. Then they feel brave enough to ask you about the, the missing limbs. Yeah, it transitions you know? from, oh, my God, it's so nice to see that they get you out to why are you out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you or they, or they, um, they've asked me why, you know, where, where's Kyle? Like, I'm your I'm your keeper. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you, I didn't let him out because you tell him yeah, <laughs> because you tell him, him you are. The, he's still under the bridge. I I didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> left him <laughs> under under the bridge with with no outlet to charge my power wheelchair. Just <laughs> he couldn't charge his power chair today, so he couldn't get here. Um, but yeah, p- people ask me that all of the yeah. time, and it's just really strange because you, like I, like I was hinting at I guess people come into living as an amputee at all different junctions in their lives right and so people just make the assumption that it was either I was born this way or I'm a veteran and I had a lady come yeah. up <laughs> to me when my brother was proposing to his girlfriend and interrupt all of us talking because there was like the family there to ask me if I was, and I quote, an IED. Period. That that is what she asked me. Are you an IED? And then the next question was, does wounded warriors actually help? And I said, your first question doesn't make sense to me. Your second, the answer to your second question is no. Is. Uh, I guess a bomb. But she was oh, asking oh, if I was oh, like a survivor. Well, uh, uh, improvised explosive device. Mm. But why would you be one? Well, she That's was asking the... if I was a survivor of an IED oh, explosion. Okay, but right, she right. asked, actually, are you an IED? And I have witnesses <laughs> that heard her as well. So anyways. Uh... I'm going to put that on your wheelchair. We have to put UXB on your wheelchair. That's the old term for unexploded, uh, unexploded ex- or something. <laughs> explosive device yeah so we i think it's uxb from Good. world war ii start start we... actually scaring people away from yeah. me because of, <laughs> the more and more people come up to me now and i'm just like no get away from me um but well, anyway you know, they, they they are making a comparison right so they they would think oh my god I, my life would be terrible without arms and legs oh yeah so, they tell so me that i've also had people yeah, come up to me and yeah, say that they would yeah. kill themselves oh man if i was in your shoes i would kill yourself that's the opener for the conversation I, I, well, it, that that's um that's the plot oh spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen million dollar baby but it's been it's been some time now but that's the last third of the movie is that she becomes a quad uh, a quadriplegic and uh she wants to be um put to sleep or put down mm. like a and so that's the plot of the movie, right? Like it's oh, this is I, I can't live like this. And, so and there is there is legitimacy in that, right? Like yeah, there, yeah, the, like that. Sure. But mean, the the issue is that that's the default for people outside right. of the uh, the community, right? Outside of the disabled community, the default is ah, he should probably just fucking kill himself. Well, like, but I so, or I guess you, we shouldn't say you can't say that anymore on YouTube unalive well, you, you you definitely have a more binary situation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when it comes to your disability like it's it's obvious where um so just to just to shoehorn in a little bit it's a little different when you're neurodivergent because you if i say to somebody yeah i'm, I'm neurodivergent or i'm on the spectrum the thing that i always hear is well who's normal <laughs> well define normal I, well, everybody's on the spec one, and and yes, I, I have heard that by that hard definition. Sure, if we're going to be parsimonious mm-hmm. or picky, Yoon, yes, everybody's on the spectrum. But then I have to point out, well, there's actually, you know, normal deviations and you know standard deviations, yeah. and then how many you know deviations from that mean. But the one thing I I think though is the same. Like I feel like it's it's a sense of either wanting to be part of the group 
or there's like a weird bigotry, right? Like, oh yeah, they want you to know your similar. place. Yeah, but that's similar in saying, well, I don't see color. Exactly. Right. Like, like, yes. like the most racist yeah. people or or bigoted people will say, well, I don't see color. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't see what a big deal about you know. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, that's the I most... don't want to use pronouns like that's offensive <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the the most ableist people seek to erase disability in every regard. And, and well, by a, by a race, I mean they're like, what are you complaining about? It's not really a right. problem. They, they would never think that they're being pernicious about. Yeah, it, though, well, be, know, so. and that's because in in their very limited experience, they haven't had very much interaction, and so in their mind, it actually is a non-issue. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and well, so. And, and, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, so they just can't wrap their head around it because, again, you know, they don't have a reference point for that. And then you and I come in and we're amicable and we're joking about this. And we've had people, too, who act like that, right? And then you and I come up and have a conversation with them. They're like, man, I never realized that that stuff was actually like this for you. I've heard stories and everything, yeah, but I just yeah. never believed it. You, it. you do get the racist, though. You get, like, people with disabilities get a taste of what it's like to feel racism because or or uh prejudice because um uh, and i hear this a lot your friend kyle is really smart mm-hmm. he, or and and i know that there's an ellipsis there yeah where they're saying kyle is really smart for a disabled for a disabled person, person. Yeah. yeah exactly you know the same thing happens with sydney like uh and they're shocked that she drives or that she can paint or draw yeah. Man, shout out to you, Sydney, if you're watching the show. Oh, she she jerk. watches all the shows. Jerk. Also, you jerk. No, you don't come over. <laughs> yeah. All, no, also for I'm kidding. No, well, for for spoiler alert for the future. Actually, I just had a conversation with her today, and she said, "How can I be on the show more often? And how often yeah. can I be on the show?" So she's actually going to come and co-host us starting probably in like a couple of weeks. She's going to start co-hosting the show on a semi-regular oh, basis. With I'm, Luna. I'm all for that. I, 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 I love Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that'll be, that'll be super, super fun. Um, I, I, I love her for, for a disabled <laughs> she's gonna she's I, she's gonna, gonna call come, me she's yeah. gonna call me what the fuck <laughs> is <that was saying? laughs> oh, oh my god so uh, uh so anyways that's, that's gonna be her shout out <laughs> yeah the, the one shout out for sure hi hi sydney oh my uh, god lou says that he loves you for a disabled yeah. woman um <laughs> anyways uh so the the, the question um is normalcy a myth and obviously you know the answer is yes, but I guess we would have to then ask ourselves, what do we mean by normal? Because the mm. so so this is the weird thing, right? And this is why I'm why I'm asking this question. Disability is very varying, right? Like it's it's very very difficult to really actualize the nuance can, involved. Can we in parse it? it though? Can we can we do one part uh, partition here? Yeah, I was going to so get to parsing yeah, it anyways. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm going to say like there's disability. Mm-hmm. And then there is having a disability that creates an inability to do things. Mm. So mm-hmm. technically I'm disabled, but that doesn't necess- necessitate me getting any type of assistance or anything mm. like that. Yeah, because yeah. like you don't need a intensive, right. You don't need like a parking intensive. placard or, or whatever. Yeah. Correct. So I don't need assistance. Mm-hmm. So there is that demarcation line also. Like so you know on the and so in that context i'm normal mm-hmm. and i can mask and uh 
parade as normal. But yes. even you know, even yeah, yeah. But even getting into that, like, it it really becomes ephemeral. Talking about masking because mm-hmm. I you know we all do it to degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I saw something about masking, and it's like, well, the average person masks when they go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, the they they they're not going to talk about things that maybe interest them off of work. You know, um, so that's a, that's an example, a small mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. or or maybe when you ride drive with people, you get to know the real person, right? So mm-hmm. people can act all kind and considerate, and they get behind the wheel, oh, fucking asshole, and they're laying into the horn and rushing around in traffic. You go like, you know, that that's you know that that tells you a little bit about that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not as patient as they yeah. they act and things like that. So, yeah. or you have certain friends, like you know, you talk to Bob about you know, your financial woes, but you won't talk to him about your girlfriend and you'll talk to Sue about your girlfriend, but you won't talk to her about your financial woes. Like, like that kind of thing too. Um, yeah, people, the thing that's interesting and why I think that disability is such an important topic for people to know about is that conceptually, right? All of these topics that we're discussing are very applicable to the way that everybody lives their lives in general, right? It's just that when you add disability into the mix, it magnifies a lot of these problems. So they, they become a lot easier to see, you know, you know, like just blanket statements saying, uh, you know, the government aid, like, I don't want to give my money to, to people. But then you show them a picture of me and they're like, oh, well, I wouldn't care if the government helped him pay for his wheelchair. So it, it acts as a really interesting example that kind of calls people on the carpet, if you will, to use a cliche. Um, and I know that you and I have have kind of hit around the like beat around the bush when we're talking about that. But, you know, I, I will just say, you know, as a disabled person, talking about disability makes it easier to talk about other things because, you know, like, oh, I don't see color. But you can go and talk to those people how it's bullshit that whatever building, you know, refuses to put a ramp outside for their disabled customers or whatever, right? Like, there are certain conversations that you can have with some people, certain conversations that you can't have with some people. And that's in relation to what they think is normal because Mm -hmm. then that also impacts what they think is important right Um, right and well i do want to talk about so for all the viewers out there i i now have a little pad and pen so i don't interrupt kyle and when i have a thought (laughs) i just write it down so when he's monologuing i don't interrupt him so this is it's tough for me people it's, it's time tough. for it's time for lewis's pad and pen talk starring <laughs> lewis no but but so there's a corollary that we always miss that i think um i, re- I just wrote down mm-hmm. and it's um i don't know that we actually want to be normal i don't know that yeah, yeah like for sure like uh so the last time we addressed this i said i don't even know what that means yeah because that would mean that i would have had to have been normal to experience that and then now be in my position yeah, and compare it to be able to compare it. Right. So, so I know that I have issues uh, and, you know, I can, I can always recognize my people because of their awkwardness Mm -hmm. and things or the stilted way they talk, you know, the tells because um, that's what you do, you know? Right. And and they're like, even me and I got the mustache now, the beard. Now I'm stimming by touching my beard. I have to (laughs) stop doing that on camera. It's going to be me going, "Hmm." 
<laughs> it's fine. But, Apparently, I don't look at the camera enough, according to Sydney. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, I'm looking at it constantly. Because uh, if not, I just veer over and start mm-hmm. looking at your face over in this monitor. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think what it really boils down to when we were thinking about, like, do you ever wish you were normal? I think it's the privileges of normalcy that we crave. Mm, very true. That's And we should call that this episode what does that mean the privileges of normalcy but i like like for instance i know that i tend to watch movies in a very different way than most of my friends i tend to consume media in a very different way um I, my emotional state my the way i have compassion for other people manifests itself very differently and sometimes confusingly to other people and so i wish that there was more transparency. I wish I had that privilege of being able to mm. communicate. It's like, um, so normally when I go out, if I go out at night, you know, disco dancing, uh, I do dress ostentatiously. And that's loud for you, you know, people that don't like them $5 words. Okay. I'm teasing. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. So, but then I actually have to maintain a sort of kayfabe where I'm acting. And so I, I still remain aloof. So even though I'm masking, you know, I'm maintaining this air of difference. So it's almost like I'm a performer anyway. And, and I get treated that way. Uh, I just, I, I was out last night. You, you, so to date the, the show, Kyle and I go to an open mic where it's a bunch of rap uh rappers performing yeah freestyle was, rap yeah and there was a dj there and she uh dressed ostentatiously as well and we were talking about that how it's a shield for us so it keeps people at arm's length because we look so unusual mm. but it, it's almost like a personification too because it also it's it also lets people know oh they must be some type of artist or something mm. so it, it you know the people that want to approach us they we just by dressing that way creates a filter mm-hmm. where people either want to talk about the outfit mm-hmm. or talk about art in some context mm-hmm. so so it's self-limiting same thing when you have a disability suddenly and i've seen this over and over and over again people will talk to kyle about his chair people will talk to kyle about you know, how do you get around? How do you, you know, what? And and so you you have a narrow conversation field mm-hmm. where. Well, I will say too, but, but, okay. So there's a way to do that. That's not kind of like what you're hinting at, but, sure. but they pigeonhole themselves and, and they make that like, there's no jumping off point from that. Right. Like there's no, um, there's nothing else to gain from that conversation. They want to know like about my disability and that's it. Mm. You know, where... I, I, do, I do want to ask you mm-hmm. I, I, before we go too deep and, and get off the rails. How do you feel about that? What I said, like privileges of normalcy, like, is that something you would crave? Uh, would I, would I crave the privileges of normalcy? Um, I or don't do you I, I honestly don't know because you know to to hearken back to you um you know you've always been autistic obviously I haven't necessarily always been a quad amputee but I tell people for all extensive purposes I just say that I always have been because I contracted bacterial meningitis at like one and so 
I didn't have to relearn a lot of things. I just learned them for the first time as a quad amputee. And luckily, I never at least remember having, for example, phantom pain, stuff like that. And I, I so, feel like we need a voiceover for, 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 for a new intro for the show. We should always just mention Kyle, who lost his limbs at the age of one from bacterial meningitis, and Lewis, who became autistic after having a brick fight with his cousins. N yeah, no, but it needs to <laughs> it need to say that in like the what is it nineteen is it nineteen twenties radio voice or something? Like Kyle, Ooh. Kyle, quad amputee at at the age of one, oh, like and that. Lewis like Rodriguez. That. Yeah, I like that. Been autistic since birth. What will they do in this episode, and what will they talk about? Listen on. That so, old transatlantic yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, you know, the, the privileges of normalcy, it, it, it's odd because, um, you know, you and I both get frustrated. There are times when you and I both get very frustrated at our limitations, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that everybody can relate to this just in general. You know, if you let's just say that you're in college and you're listening to this and you're terrible at math, but you're working on your trig homework, you know, it, you feel like you're pounding uh, your head against uh, the wall because you just aren't mathematically minded in that regard. Right. But you love history. And so you do really well in your history classes. Obviously, <laughs> somebody's going to take this out of context and be like, Kyle's comparing disability <laughs> To liking particular subjects and being adept at particular subjects? What a fucking ableist! I so, you hated, know. I hate, like, in college, you know how they make you take, like, some physical stuff? I fucking hated all that, like, sports and shit. I oh, hated taking. Yeah, I could. I'm active now, but in college, I hated it. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, look. Yeah. But, um, so I guess kind of to wrap this up for me. Um, like, I don't I can't catch or throw a fucking football. Well, neither can you. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's that was shitty. <laughs> that was I shitty. can catch it with my face. <laughs> That's how I catch a football, typically. Um, but you know, I don't know what the privilege of normalcy looks like. Uh, mm. I do from observing it in other people, right? But I also look at other people, and I ask because okay, so I also have chronic depression, right? Um, and so I ask myself, I look at other people who have privileges of normalcy and not even in relation to my disability. I just look at them and I ask, are they happy? Are they depressed or are they depressed like me? Or am I depressed because I'm a lot more aware of the nuance of what goes on in that renders, you know, certain people as, you know, kind of uh, disenfranchised. I, I don't know the better word for people who don't understand what disenfranchised means. Um, people who are not privileged, I guess I should Le say. Left out. Left out. Um, and so I'm left out of that conversation. Yeah. It's like... Well, I mean, like, I mean, there's simple things. I mean, like, you get nervous about going out to a new place because... You don't know if you're going to be able to get in. Yeah. So um, the privilege yeah. of normalcy would, would mean that you could just go and, you know, sashay your ass into the door without worrying. Or, you it know. is it is interesting, though, because there are circumstances when I do get to experience that. So, for example, there are there are actually a couple of people where that particular phobia that I have completely goes away. 
um, that I can go and be in places with. And the person that actually completely destroys that fear, even unlike any of my other, like, friends, you included, no offense, but um, when I go somewhere with my girlfriend, I literally do not worry about anything. Because we've had that conversation really early on, and I noticed, and uh, if for some reason you're listening to this episode, um, it makes me feel so comforted that I don't have to constantly account for that. Because there are people who are in my quote-unquote inner circle where I really do have to account for that constantly. And I will tell you, and I'm sure, Lou, you can relate to this as well. That is absolutely exhausting to constantly tell people, for example, like what your aversions are, right? Um, what your phobias are, and then people will make light of that shit. Well, Kyle, you know, it's not really that. We're just going to go to a club for a little while. Yeah, there's going to be people. Yeah, they're going to trip over your chair, but it'll be okay. Meanwhile, when we're in the situation where people are tripping over my chair and they're like, oh, that'll be okay. They're drunk. Yeah, having a yeah, great yeah, time yeah. i'm sober because i have to drive not only myself but everybody else and i'm over there not having a good fucking time <laughs> so like everything comes full circle and i'm like you're just talking out of your fucking ass because... all right so so that means one of these nights i'm gonna have to borrow the work van <laughs> drive you to a club to to the club and no then, because and i then, hate and, clubs or or the the local establishment watering the, hole the, yeah the watering hole and uh, we'll get you drunk, and I'll drive you home. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. Not that I yeah. haven't been drunk before, but, <laughs> you know, it's not very often that I can go out and get drunk and then be fine. Um, but anyways, uh, I did have, what did I have here? I had a quote here, right? Uh, about why, uh, like, like what goes on with people. And so, like, it, for for us, for example, being outside of the norm, there's some kind of villainization that happens right from people who are outside well can happen i should say um either villainization or fetishization fetishization both i would say that both are related to pronounce that word fetishization Um, so so i have an example for this and i want to compare that to how let's just say people on the far right refer to those of us who are quote-unquote woke Mm -hmm. right they refer to us as being quote unquote woke because we don't appeal to their sensibilities of what is normal. It's very much get in line, do this, you're a woman, act like a woman, look like a woman, you're a man, act like a wo- man, be like a man. And so if you don't fall into those very, very, very rigid and oftentimes impossible categories, like it, like impossible to adhere to – um you're then seen as woke and you're you're othered and you're terrible and so and i know that you're all, you're already laughing cuz you probably already know where i'm going to go with this but they they weaponize this and they often use the phrase that we are going against the natural order of things and and i will just say that uh maybe not now but early on um i believe alexander graham bell set up a lot of really great things for deaf people but he also wanted to eradicate deaf people so you know let's try to make sense of that but that was he he wanted to do that for eugenic reasons 
And so, you know, this is a quote unquote old timey thing, but there are a lot of people nowadays who are still like neo-Nazis and stuff like that, who are very much proponents of eugenics. Well, I'm going to resist. Mm hmm jumping into this topic because now we're talking about wokeism mm -hmm. and i've got thoughts on that okay we, so maybe we'll talk about wokeism yeah, yeah, completely yeah, on its own yeah episode. because i i have some ideas about that i enough so that the pen is now coming out again <laughs> okay well i just wanted to draw the correlation to wokeism because it definitely i think stems from a very uh, similar thing and um you know even going back to representations of uh disability in like religious texts and things like that um you know disability was is you know was very much stigmatized and a stigma stigmata is a blemish on the skin um you're you're covered in stigmatas uh, god all you're, you're over the just... all over the place man <laughs> They're just everywhere. How does your girlfriend find you attractive, Kyle? I don't know. Ask her. Um, so, you know, very much going against the natural uh, order of things. Uh, like I said, this is a very, very old trope, but there are sections of people who still, um, you know, believe in that. And even if they don't outright identify as a eugenicist, there are the people who um speak in echoings of this when they come up to to me and other disabled people and they're like i'm so glad that you get out because they don't realize it and they're not necessarily you know being pernicious with it but it comes from a very pernicious place so you you all are no, eugenicists but, but, all well, of you okay, but all right to to add some gray to that it, it's tempting because uh how, how often have you sat around and go man if we just got rid of stupid people Man, if we just got rid of bigoted people or, or, or whatever, whatever group, you know, it, it is tempting. Yeah, I used to, or, used to. Or, or you look at like, you know, sometimes like I have some DAFs and I call those people dumbass friends. Like they, they're just never do wells. And, you know, like and somebody will say they shouldn't breed, breed. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. You even, know, well, even that term so breed yeah, is yeah. a eugenics term. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like, oh my God. Like, or the counterpoint to that, where you see the tendency or the orientation towards people who are more intellectual, whatever that means, mm -hmm. they tend not to have many children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that scale starts to tip where, you know, like that. I mean, that's the, the whole plot of idiocracy. Mm. Yeah. There, the there, there's a lot. People just, they, uh, just breed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. There, there's a lot that, well, yeah, that's also another show going, topic. Yeah, whole another topic. <laughs> um, but we should put a bow on this. There yeah. We well, that I, I was going to ask one closing yes. question that yes, I have please. here. I'm looking away from the camera, Sydney, because right. I'm looking at my notes. Don't yell at me about I'm this. I'm going to look at the note with you. Um, All right. What about? Uh, okay, so no, we already asked the first the first part of this question. Like why, so so why do people cling to this idea of normalcy so much so that they're willing to actually let other people? become unalive as a result of it unalive well can't technically <laughs> say my my brain just broke when i heard unalive <laughs> what is that they, they want us dead like oh, how, how well, could I people cling to cling to this idea of normalcy so much 
that it's not just disabled people, but this also refers to um, black people, gay people, trans people, well, brown people. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that they don't want you to exist. There I are people. There are people. Who I think, think it's. That way. I think it's all contextual, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if I, I, I have old magazines and books and things like that, and it's a lot of the white supremacy was like, oh no, I, I want. E-. They would say this pointedly. Well, I believe in equality for the black people. They just need to learn how to behave. So, and I would say for people, that's not our stance, by the way. Yeah, people. no. Right. Like just to absolutely, just to clarify, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. But and then smells like a people, know uh, know your place kind of statement. So <laughs> I think for people with disabilities, it's not. It's not coming from a bad place. It's coming from the position of, wow, you know, if we can eradicate having disabilities in general, right? Like how we eradicated polio, Mm -hmm. how we eradicated yellow fever and all these other things, right? Yeah. So it would be similar to that where, you know, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we just don't have disabled people anymore? Yeah. You know, we wouldn't, you know, it, it, so it's a, it's taking uh, harm reduction or or suffering reduction to it's almost like a like a a slippery slope, mm-hmm. you and, know. Yeah. And, and so, you know, so the harm is like you you end up, I guess, like sometimes you, we we talked about that before, right? Like when oh, yeah. people find out their child may be disabled in utero, like they're said well would you like to yeah you know I, yeah like, physicians ask uh, yeah terminate the pregnancy yeah 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 my uh i mean uh, my my brother is not um disabled but um there were complications in his pregnancy and and the the physician asked my mother if she wanted to terminate um, but by the way did you just see oh <clears throat> side side note mm-hmm. that just made me think of that did you see i think it's jeff beck the guitarist a guitarist just died of bacterial meningitis a famous guitarist i i did not i did not know that i i wonder if he was should i look that up make sure that that's right i mean probably uh hopefully let's see see if i'm looking this up i I hope that he was vaccinated uh the vaccine that my tissue actually uh my tissue actually went into creating that vaccine everybody if you're not uh He, he, he was a member of the yardbirds for all you Yardbird fans out there, but no, I I, I knew him as a as a famous guitarist. Uh-huh. So he worked with Johnny Depp and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So like like yeah, and to see that he like I was like, people still get that, and I guess that's yeah yeah. It's well, it's there, uh, so. you, there there are people who still get polio and stuff with uh you know uh, it's... now right but that but there's a reason for that well you know, anti-vaxxers yeah. and all that other jazz yeah a well, whole nother topic that's a whole new world yeah. so you know. well, we could we could approach that when we hit the wokeism uh, that's you know? uh, yeah that's true so um you know what are the repercussions for not just exists existing outside of the status quo but speaking out against it and I don't sure. think that you and I have come up to that face to face too much because a lot of people that come up to us, I, I guess, are like minded. And it's not that we won't, we entertain people who we won't entertain people who disagree with us. But, you know, in speaking about 
civil it, it would kind of be like somebody coming up to a person uh, uh like a black person and being like you know what i don't think that that slavery was that bad of an idea <laughs> you, know, you know it's like people aren't necessarily now they could come up to you and say something ableist and not really you know because they wouldn't expect for you to to have any like weight in that uh discussion right but they wouldn't well actually no, I'm even wrong about that because I have had people come up to me and tell me that specifically. But um, you know, Flash, speak... Flash is over here pestering me now. What do you want, Flash? Is it getting to be? It's, it's getting to be that time. It's getting. It's getting to be that time. So you know, there is my my point in just bringing up that last question is that um, it sucks that there's a cost for for doing that and taking a stance against um, you know, whatever ism it may be, but uh unfortunately that's what you gotta do um so anyways uh that was this show has been a shit show kind of whatever uh it's been fun though we, we didn't go off the we didn't go off the rails too badly nah i, well, I think i think we stuck it out we we, we did pretty good that's, did, I, did we stick it out when, let when, us when know I, in the I comments edit the show then i'll be like oh what they're talking about the power puff girls yeah which we haven't anyway do you have anything in closing you want to say before i start wrapping things up yes one of my close friends is a brony and we and i may be going to a brony con with him so i'm excited about that sometime in the future look at that that sounds fun you wanted what was going on in my head that that's a night well going on in your head pony i was like I was like, let me throw in a non sequitur as the end of the show. <laughs> Not related to anything that we're talking yeah. about at all. That's perfectly fine. All right. So leave us a review on YouTube, Spotify, etc. If we get a good one, maybe we'll read it at the end of the episode. Thank you so much to all of our patrons whose names we'll display at the end of this episode. Remember, we're just the tip of the spear. Disability rights are human rights. We'll catch everybody in the next episode. Please support the show. Become a patron or donate. Take care, everybody.